It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Cowboys and Niners battled it out on Sunday night. Is this an NFC title game preview? Also, the Jaguars outlasted the Bills in London, and Joe Burrow looked like himself in Arizona. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets, guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. If Sunday night's tilt between the Cowboys and the 49ers was supposed to be an early season litmus test, then the Cowboys forgot to come to school. It was an absolute pantsing, a 42-10 to beatdown that started in the first quarter and just never stopped. Brian Peacock from Locked On 49ers joins me now. And, and Brian, uh, these looked like the two best teams in the NFC. There is no two best teams in the NFC right now. It is the 49ers and everybody else. What was the key in this one? Man, uh, it's th- this team right now was firing on all cylinders to uh, to a degree that I have not seen with the the recent iteration of the San Francisco 49ers Niners in 2019 went to the Super Bowl this is a better football team right now top to bottom more explosive offensively better quarterback play defense is on par and the only question coming in is like okay have either one of these teams really played anybody good this season they've looked really good in you know all but one game when the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals earlier this season Um, and so it was going to be a big test right and it didn't look like much of a test at all for the 49ers. Does that say something about the Cowboys? I don't think it does because I think the Cowboys are a pretty good team. They're at least a top five team in the NFC, and maybe they have their warts. But the 49ers, I don't know how you attack them. I don't know what you try to take away on offense. I don't know how you try to make big plays against their defense. Uh, thought it was a nice call by Mike McCarthy with the slot fade. They got a touchdown earlier in the game. And even then, after that, it, it felt like with the 49ers going into a halftime with, what, a two-score lead, it felt like it wasn't even that close. It just felt like domination from the start for the 49ers, and they are getting not just good, not just, okay, finding people with the football. They're getting great quarterback play right now from Brock Purdy, and uh, at some point, you have to just believe what you're seeing with Purdy, and he is that good. Like, he is that dude right now. Yeah, and and I think I am one of those people who watched Brock Purdy last year and went, oh, it's the weapons. Oh, it's Kyle Shanahan. And I'll be honest, he has made me a believer this year. Some throws in this game that Jimmy Garoppolo is just not making. I, I tweeted during the game, we have not seen um, a quarterback play at this level in the Kyle Shanahan offense. He has ex- far exceeded, I think, Jimmy Garoppolo. So this was a team that with Brock Purdy went to the NFC Championship game last year. I don't think there should be questions about that anymore, but I do think there are questions about just how good, like, are are we talking about a top 10 quarterback right now? It looks like it. He's playing that way and he does have a lot of weapons and he does have a really good guy calling the game for him. And he's a perfect fit for the offense, but 
he's doing a lot. But so did Nick Mullins. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And CJ Beathard did as well. And, uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo did and Brock Purdy's better than all those guys. He's making bigger plays. He's more aggressive throwing the ball. You mentioned last year and I'm the same way. I'm a cynical guy. It's like, Oh, small sample. Let's see a new year. The league has a chance to adjust, watch some tape coming off an elbow injury. And he's better. He, there was even the frenetic stuff last year, kind of bailing out of the pocket early. Things look pretty fast for him. He's, he's operating the pocket anticipation for days uh, just as calm as ever, uh, a confidence about him as well, making throws, knows where to go with the football. It's pretty unbelievable. And uh, I, I find myself still not really believing it. It's like, I thought, really, is he this good? But he is. And uh, you ha- you just, at some point, you just have to start believing what you're seeing. And that is Brock Purdy is, is playing excellent football and among the best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, and and we've probably gone too far without bringing up this defense that holds the Dallas the, the Dallas offense to just ten points and getting contributions not just from their normal guys, getting contributions from backups, guys like Oren Burks, from castoffs like Cleland Farrell. This is a defense that lost D'Amico Ryan's, who's doing a heck of a job out in Houston, and yet they haven't missed a beat. What is it that has allowed this team to just keep on keeping on defensively? They still look so scary. Yeah, and, and there it's it's such a sound scheme, which is why Kyle Shanahan, when he was looking for a new defensive coordinator this offseason after D'Amico Ryans took the head coaching job with the Houston Texans, he wanted to keep the same scheme. And it didn't have to be a coach that ran the scheme exactly that way, but he wanted that coach to be able to come in and run it pretty close to the same because he knew he had the players to run the system. They added Javon Hargrave inside just to make sure they're better with those, those run fits. And, you know, he's got some uh, pocket pushing ability as well from the interior. They wanted to shore that up, but they knew they had the talent on defense and they, and Kyle Shanahan believes in the scheme. So he found Steve Wilkes that was willing to come in and run pretty close to the same scheme. Uh, There's been some ups and downs for the first few weeks, but it looks like the same unit. It always has been, they've got talent everywhere and they're so sound and they know how to run it. And you've got, when you have star player, and that, that's what we see on both sides of the ball with the 49ers, good coaching, good schemes, but then star players carrying out those schemes. And when you have Bosa and you have Hargrave up front and you have Eric Armstead, and then you have behind him the, the best linebacker tandem in the league with, with Fred Warner and, and Dre Greenlaw flying around and just really smart players in the secondary. I, I, I don't know how you attack this team right now, and we were talking a little bit off the air. There's where, how do you poke holes? What they're peaking too early. Maybe they are, uh, you, 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 you hope that some injuries don't happen to some star players because it is only week five, but through five weeks, there's nobody playing better football top to bottom right now. They're even amazing in the kicking game right now. Stay up to date all year on the San Francisco 49ers by subscribing to locked on sports today and locked on 49ers on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, just how big was the Jaguars' win over the Bills in London? Before we get to that, the Indianapolis Colts brought back Jonathan Taylor, may have lost Anthony Richardson to injury, and also managed to win on Sunday. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. If you think the Baltimore Orioles can climb out of this 0-2 hole against the Texas Rangers, you can get some nice odds at FanDuel. They have the Orioles plus 730 to win this series 
with Texas. You can also combine bets within the same game to make even more money. Same game parlays are a great way to enjoy any game. Go get your $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, now. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Colts had a busy weekend. After signing Jonathan Taylor to a new contract, they may have lost Anthony Richardson for a bid to an injury all in a win over their division rival. Uh, This was a big one for the Colts. I think they needed it mentally. I know it's a lot of new people in the building, uh, but they've lost five straight to the Titans, including six of the last seven. They have lost seven games in a row here at uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. So they were streak busting today. Uh, They got it done, got a a big win under their belt. And unfortunately, uh, some more collateral damage was quarterback Anthony Richardson he left the game in the first half with a shoulder injury Uh, he took off on a run and then was uh, chased down by Harold Landry landed on his shoulder and uh, her reports x-rays were negative but he's going to get an MRI done get some more information there Uh, Tom Pelissero said initial diagnosis is an AC joint sprain we'll see you know in the coming days we'll see kind of what the timeline for his return is. This was Jonathan Taylor's return back, buried in all of this. Uh, Jonathan Taylor finally returned to the field, but it was his teammate and backfield mate, Zach Moss, that stole the show. The Baltimore Ravens dropped an ugly game to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Baltimore Ravens lose 17 to 10 to the Pittsburgh Steelers in week five. I'm Kevin Ostrecker, the host of Locked On Ravens. And it was a brutal day offensively for the Ravens after a somewhat strong start. It just became a drop fest from Nelson Aguilar to Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman. Everyone was dropping perfect Lamar Jackson passes, perfect Lamar Jackson touchdowns. The Ravens left at least 10 points on the board against the Steelers in a seven-point loss. It was a brutal day execution-wise, miscommunications as well, especially late in the half when Tyler Linderbaum snapped the ball that was not supposed to be snapped and cost the Ravens three points. It just was a brutal game all around and a defensive performance that ended up being really good, but the offense could do nothing for it. The Ravens now move to three and two on the season, two and one in the division. They'll go overseas to face the Tennessee Titans in week six now. For more on the Ravens, be sure to check out the Locked on Ravens podcast and subscribe on YouTube, part of Locked on Podcast Network. And on the diamond, the Rangers are accentuating the question of rest versus rust as they've had the Orioles on the ropes in the ALDS. The Rangers have not lost a single postseason game, and they have played four games, and they have all been on the road against the two teams with the best records in the American League. We've talked about Grayson Rodriguez, and I talked about it on the preview show on Friday or Thursday night, whenever that actually ended up going live, um, that a lot of these Orioles pitchers, they are not 
very erratic. These starting pitchers specifically, they are usually pretty good about staying in the strike zone and not walking a whole bunch of guys. Well, uh, that turned out to be uh, not the case. I did say it's a lot of their first playoff games. I think there are six players maybe on this roster that have any postseason experience whatsoever. And um, the Rangers have some postseason experience. They have some veterans in there. And these young guys, well, they weren't quite rattled in the first game. But in this one, the pitching staff, it's just they were not quite able to hit their spots. And the thing that this Rangers lineup does incredibly well is force you to work deep counts to absolutely everybody. And the biggest change, you might already be screaming at me, is, is Bryce, why have you not talked about Mitch Garver hitting third? Well, I'm talking about it now. Mitch Garver hitting third in this lineup for the first time in the postseason. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it took this long for him to hit third in the lineup to offer some protection to Corey Seager. Because as we saw in this one, the Baltimore Orioles are absolutely terrified of Corey Seager destroying them. Absolutely terrified of what he could do to them. Here is another story you need to know. I don't know about you, but I can't figure out this Jacksonville Jaguars team. They can lose to the Houston Texans 37 to 17 or beat the best team in the AFC 25 to 20 as they did against the Buffalo Bills in London on Sunday morning. Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jaguars joins me now. And, and Tone, mm -hmm. I, I, can't, I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. So what team, what version of this team are they closer to? The team that we saw just get smoked by the Houston Texans or the team that we saw pretty thoroughly outplay the Buffalo Bills? So here's what's funny about that. That's a, that's a game-to-game variance, right? <laughs> You know, so I said this earlier, the Jaguars will take you from Bora Bora to San Quentin, but it's not week to week. It's not quarter to quarter. It's not half to half. It's play by play. Right. Mm. It, you don't know where you're going to. It's like you spin in a wheel and then that's what you that's the reality that you have to deal with. So I pride myself on really knowing what makes this team tick. Last year, I said they needed to play ahead. They came from behind and made the playoffs in a whole bunch of games. This year, I came up with this other formula that they need to know who they are. Well, none of us know who they are. So here's what I'm going to do. Peter Bukowski, right here in front of you. These are my notes for the rest of the year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and I'm going to just throw them out. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Y'all just going to do what you're going to do. I know y'all going to be fine. Just do it however you got to figure it out. Just get it done. It does not matter. I don't know. I don't have any answers. All of this is totally unconventional. It beats every analytical metric there is. Yep. And then with a the guy like me that thinks football, it just goes out of the window. They either figure it out. Or they don't. And you just got to deal with the result and deal with the roller coaster that's going to happen while you're trying to watch it. So this this offense with, with Trevor Lawrence this season, they have been this close. And I'm, for those of you not watching, I'm putting my fingers very close together. Um, they finally got Zay Jones to catch a pass in the back of the end zone. It seemed like this offense was close to clicking. And then they go out against this Bills team and they hang f almost 500 yards of offense mm -hmm. on Buffalo. Does this version of the offense, understanding Trey White is hurt for, for Buffalo and all those things, they, they got the advantage of staying in London because they played there last week. Buffalo had to travel. But does this version of the offense look like the version you expected to see at the start of the season? Uh, at times. And then and then they fumble the ball. They get to the red zone like four times and don't score. So you're thinking like they I'm, I'm literally Michael Irvin said at halftime, it should have been they should have been up 21 points. Yeah. 
I just, I even one point, I know you thought, I, at one point I said, man, just kick a field goal on second down. Just get some points. Don't, because if you stay out there long enough, you're going to screw it up. It's like playing poker with, with a bad hand. You hang in there long enough, you're going to go broke. So the thing with them, man, is that you just don't know they break all the rules. But the one thing you can't say about them is that they're not talented. That's why anybody that doesn't think Trevor Lawrence is super talented, you see those throws this kid makes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you know you like them to you you like them to show up the offensive line. You think that that's where the consistency is going to come from. Like if they really really get a a really good solid offensive line, that's when the identity behind it comes. Because usually that's when all the breakdowns happen and that's when things get really haywire. But man, they're just finding a way to win. They're finding a way to figure it out. And they're three and two, and they come back home and they got a nice little three game stretch before they re- get really get into the meat of their schedule. Well, and and you mentioned they're three and two. So are the Buffalo Bills now. And I know it's early. I know it's just early October, but this AFC is going to be an absolute bloodbath in the playoff positioning battle. This is a crucial win for Jacksonville, who might need it when it comes down to playoff time. And as you mentioned, yes, week to week, game to game, play to play. We don't know what this team is going to get. But we saw last year, Tony, this team can be dangerous in the playoffs if they get there for exactly the reasons you laid out, they can be as good as any of these teams. They absolutely can. So for fans, that's frustrating because right. they're, they're, they're maddeningly, it's maddeningly inconsistent, but they're wildly entertaining at the same time. <laughs> so you, you want, you want to be a part of it. You know, for three and a half, four hours, it's going to be a roller coaster. Now you're going to be a Cedar point somewhere, but you also, if you're playing against them, you better watch out for their unpredictability. It's like it's, the, it's like the dog you pat that loves you to death. Well, you go pat him today. He might bite you. It's unpredictable. It's wild. It's the, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. They play like a bunch of junkyard dogs one minute. And you, you just think with Doug Peterson and his pedigree and the, the way he's always done things that they'd be so buttoned down. No, nah, man, they ain't buttoned down. They, they come in like however they want to dress. They break the dress code. It's like throw all of your rules just like I did that play sheet out of the window because that's what you're going to get with Jacksonville this year. Stay up to date on the Jacksonville Jaguars by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Jags on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, Joe Burrow looked like himself on Sunday. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical wants you to be prepared. That's why they're offering the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Just fill out their online form and one of their board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then they send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You'll be able to send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using my code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Joe Burrow has been nursing a calf injury while the Bengals have been taking on water early this season. A win in Arizona doesn't mean everything is fixed. But as Locked On Bengals hosts Jake Lisko and James Rapine point out, that's more like it. Burrow looks like himself on two touchdown passes, extended the play, got into the scramble drill with Jamar Chase, touchdowns. He stepped into the longest air yards throw of his career on yep. the bomb to Jamar Chase for another touchdown for Chase, who was great in his own right, right? And another main story of this game, but he he ran, he bought time. He was able to step into throws. His velocity looked better. He mm-hmm. looked more confident. He had one bad throw, maybe a couple that weren't great. One bad throw that maybe he wasn't on the same page with Tyler Boyd. But outside of that, looked really good. And I know it's the Cardinals and they're not a good team and all these things. But that's the kind of Joe Burrow that we expected this year, or at least the closest to the kind of Joe Burrow we've expected that we finally got to see in week five. Yeah, he was... Considering the circumstances, look, Joe Burrow is not 100%. So let's just get that out of the way. He's not. And I I tried to temper expectations in hopes that he could do what he did on the first drive coming into this game where he's able to to slide to his right a bit, give himself a little bit more time. I wasn't expecting a 10-yard run to extend the drive and a ball extension, a little celebration in the Jordans. I wasn't expecting – him to step up and make what I think is the best deep ball throw that I've seen since he was drafted. I, he hit Jamar Chase in, in not just in stride. Jamar had to turn on the afterburners to make sure he caught the ball. And very rarely is that is that the case. The problem for the Bengals is it's out of the frying pan and into the fire. They have their week seven bye, but they have Seattle coming up next week. Then after their bye, they have San Francisco, Buffalo, Houston, suddenly frisky, plus at Baltimore, home for Pittsburgh, and at Jacksonville. If Joe Burrow is anything less than 100%, it's really tough to imagine they're going to make it through that stretch with a really good chance to make the playoffs. And this is a team that we came into the year expecting to be a Super Bowl contender. Everything. Everything can change with the smallest little thing. One of the smallest muscles that we have to think about as sports fans, the calf. It's not something we're used to worrying about, thinking about. And yet, it could tank the entire season for the Cincinnati Bengals. And if it's fixed, if it's great, if it's right, we won't think about it again. It's just funny how those things can work. And finally, the Miami Hurricanes experienced a new level of disappointment. Ugh, this is so bad. With seconds left. And Georgia Tech unable to stop the clock. All the Canes had to do was kneel down and let the clock run out. Instead, they chose destruction. Miami running back Don Chaney took the handoff and promptly fumbled After being hit, Georgia Tech recovered and then went 74 yards in two plays to score the game-winning touchdown with two seconds left. 
Said Canes head coach Mario Cristobal after his team snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. We should have taken a knee. Yeah, coach, you know who was in charge of that decision? Okay. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today, is Jordan Love a good bet in Vegas? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.